What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to the Thursday Night Rideshare Rodeo Roundtable. Um, we have Kim's Side Money Plans, John Dash Theory, and we have a special guest, uh, UDM, joining us tonight as well. So, uh, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be a, a fun episode, I think. Uh, so, kick back and uh, get your cocktail in hand. And uh, um, if you're not working, if you're driving, please don't. Um, Kim and I were talking about, and we were going to tell you about this too, John, about turning this into a drinking show. Like you have to drink while you're watch, either watching or participating. Yeah. But we decided no, or something. I don't know. It sounded fun for a minute. <laughs> I mean, we, we somehow. Hey, I got my red cup ready. <laughs> yeah. So I, see, I said, yeah. it, I said to Steve, I said, I don't know what I don't know what John drinks, so we would have to figure that out. <laughs> Oh, I, I drink. I'm a beer drinker myself. You know, uh, this time of the year, the fall beers are coming out, so I'm always good for a nice pumpkin porter, a nice uh, uh, anything, anything porters, stouts, and ales. Those are my favorites. Porters and stouts specifically. I just I drink like, some coconut I like, water. I feel like one we, I was drinking coconut water too. What were we gonna call um, it? We were gonna like call one... it beer, wine, beer, and bourbon. Is that what we were gonna call it? No, because we were we were we were including Hannibal too, so we had weed in it. Uh, <laughs> it was gonna be wine. I mean, it'd be weed, awesome. Sounds like a party. Wine, then. weed, and beer. So, beer I don't know. and bourbon. I think it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> that way, everything was represented. Everybody would feel comfortable and at home. But welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Um, we uh, yeah, we've got some topics here, kind of random ones too. Um, I, I did a piece with the rideshare professor and David this week that uh, we that just premiered over on Para, and it was uh, it's really it's really messed up about Uber Teen. We'll talk about it a little bit, not as much as we did in depth, but um, it's really messed up. But uh, I guess one of the let me start off by saying hi to chat, and then there's just a comment made by Uber CEO that wow just blew my mind. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, Kick Rocks. Uh, I guess Kick Rocks is here for you, UDM. So, uh, uh, Holly, how are you? Uh, Fabrice, um, Scrabble, how are you? Uh, Thomas, how are you? Bud Soda, how are you? Bud Soda, look at, I know he loves this. I got Bear Soda here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, Bear Soda is awesome, by the way. He just doesn't talk as much as Bud Soda. He's very quiet. <laughs> what's up gigan what's up joe what's up anthony um uh what's up i i hope i always say this right because i see you in a lot of the lives ivan i don't know if i'm saying that right at all but i hope i am 
um i like trying to get the names right orions and uh, everybody else and any of the other people watching so thank you for joining us um so let's i i guess let's start off with this comment because wow um we see a lot of things and we always talk about pr and all this stuff but Derek Kashishawi, the CEO of Uber, came out this week and he, he makes a lot of comments that beat around the bush sometimes. But he said the company, this is a quote, the company sucks and treats its drivers like crap. Now, we see a lot of things, but he's getting so much bad feedback from the company. Like they're up in arms. Investors, everybody's like, what are you doing? And I think it it was like just a kind of a momentary lapse of reality. And he just kind of spilled the beans. So that's, that was his comment. That's his sucks. The company, the company sucks and treats its drivers like crap from the CEO of Uber. (laughs) Was he talking about Uber? Yeah. Because he's talking, what he did was he did what he does every few months and he, spent it you know he says a day or whatever of driving and you know he you know like oh i was a driver for a day well not really because you don't feel the plight and all the burden that all of us do you don't you can go home at the end of the day to your 20 million dollar house so driving for a day isn't really giving you any kind of pulse on the on how we drivers do but to say that was big i mean can i say something really quick Because I got both sides of my brain like saying, oh, why would he say that? The other side is like, wait, hold on. Marketing. (laughs) It's like, you know, like how can I get the company's name out there? Good or bad press doesn't even matter. It's publicity, right? The CEO was saying Uber suck. Like what? That's big. And now we're talking about. And it's 15. Uber's 15 years in business now, guys. Just for those that didn't know, it was two. It was two thousand eight. So, fifteen years they've been around. You know, they made their first profit last uh, last quarter, but that was really from again selling off and things like Instacart's done and stuff. But I'm just, I was blown away. We had when we had Torsten on, we really dissected that. David Torsten and I were. David was looking it up because he was like, no, and I was like, just Google it, man. Every paper is running it right now. Hold on, I gotta Google it too. <laughs> maybe he, maybe he got tip baited way too many times because we covered this <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying in the whatever period of time he was doing Uber Eats, he got tip baited like six times and it stunk. So maybe he got tip baited one too many times and just got diarrhea of the mouth and just went off. I don't know. Even Travis wouldn't have done that though, and Travis was like. <laughs> Travis has a lot of issues, but he was he was more about the drivers than Dara has ever been. And I think this. I don't know, man. You know, I don't know why he did it. I don't know if he but I mean, here's the problem is we like UDM said, it's always a PR thing. He's like, it's always some kind of PR. But this is like getting him in a lot of trouble with the higher ups. Like people are like, okay, we get PR. But what do you what was that? What is this comment? So this is interesting, though. So he's going through that right now. But a couple of days ago, DoorDash Tony <laughs> decided to do a 
article on all these news channels saying that when he went driving, he realized how bad the shop and deliver experience was and says he's improving it by three ways. Well, the three ways already exist, so you're not improving on anything. So it's funny. I feel like there's DoorDash is spinning a positive twist on something negative that Uber just did. Yeah, well, the three ways, are they available in every market or is it something? Yeah, that... it was okay. it was Snap. It was they're getting more merchants on their platform. I'm trying to remember what the third one was. I, I would have to look it up. But there was three that I'm like, that's nothing new. I don't understand. But yeah, I mean, yet, I Axios, like... CNBC, um, Wall Street Journal, uh, New York Times, they all ran the, the, Dara, uh, the Dara article. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I can there, pull up there, the I mean, to me, I was blown away when I saw it. I was like, is this? I thought it was like a parody or some. <laughs> some yeah, like, I just went. It. I just went to fortune, fortune.com. Even the CEO of Uber thinks the company sucks and <laughs> and treats its drivers like crap. That's because he spent a day behind the wheel. This was posted September 7th, 2023. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's one thing to say, hey, we have a long way to go and we really need to start treating our drivers better. But that kind of blunt statement just after all these years to just come out and go, you know what? We suck and we treat our people like crap. Well, maybe, he's, maybe he's putting it down. So the only way that they can go up is up. So if it's a publicity yeah, stunt, we're going to put we're going to like like discredit us as a company so when we do something good like it could be like the biggest thing ever that we're fantastic and fabulous and the best company ever well yeah that's what i was going to say because to have a quote like that and to put it out there means that they're they want the rebound so uh yeah they want the upside say look what we're doing better yeah we used to suck and treat our drivers like crap but now we suck a lot less and treat our drivers not the best but a lot better than we used to, though. But who's in charge of making Uber Eats base pay 89 cents or 15 cents that some people are seeing in their markets? Oh, I'm sorry. That would be the CEO. Oh, so saying. maybe your spin is, is that he's trying to be like, I don't know who at our company did this, but <laughs> this is not okay. And I'm going to get to the bottom of this. But See, I was, I was thinking something else. I ever was... okay. Well, I was thinking, if you don't know Dara's background, he actually did amazing things at Expedia. Mm. Or Priceline. Was it Pri Which one was he at? Expedia. One of them. Expedia. One of them. And he did amazing things. He really kind of, there were so many out there. There were the Expedias, the Kayak, the, all these ways of doing the same type of thing. And he really made them a leader. And I think he's come over to Uber. And, you know, when they let Travis go, he's been on since, what, 2017 now or 2016 he's been in that ceo position so he he's been there for a while and they still can't turn a profit maybe it's his way of wanting to get fired wait i, I gotta <laughs> ask i gotta ask because they're saying it's because he he spent a day behind the wheel like, which he does a, like twice a year but what i'm saying like there was an entire video i'll never forget i think it was in 2018 he i think he was behind the wheel in 2018 and i'm like why are you saying this now? You know, it's, yeah. it's like it's, it's, I'm like, you spent a day behind the wheel and now you're saying that Uber sucks to me. It's just not adding up. The math ain't math. 
Also, do you really think that he's in the same pool as the other drivers, or do you think no. they're feeding him like preferred? Re really, like, Steve, man, we're taking, Re we're making very careful with you. Re really, Steve, he's probably not. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably sticking to some certain nicer areas too. You know what they need to do is a CEO if they really want a true account of what a driver goes through. They need to eat, live, and breathe what a driver does, including renting an apartment or something comparable so they can see how much someone makes as a driver, whether it's Uber Eats or even Rideshare, and like literally live that lifestyle to see if it's compatible for what their values as a company are. I had what? a friend of mine, um, just really quick, Steve. I had a friend of mine that um, he did like private, uh, what do you call it? Driving, I think, like an escort. Uh, maybe I'm saying this wrong. Like black car service. Yeah, and he had a um, he had a, a SUV, right? Black SUV, and he said that one day he had to pick up the CEO of Uber, and it was like secret service type situation, you know? Exactly. Like, so I'm like, wait, isn't this the secret? Service? When I saw the video of him behind the wheel, I was like. Wait, isn't this a secret service type dude? Is either my friend lied to me, yeah, or this is staged? <laughs> you know, like like it, no, it just, I mean, it, it just didn't feel like it was a, a normal situation. You know? Yeah, I mean, I would think that what he's really doing is just taking people from like Uber W two positions home from work. Mm. Like so he's maybe, being fed such a such a specific niche of safe rides. Maybe you know, all the five star customers, huh? That's why I'm saying, like, what, uh, like a hybrid of what Kim just said. I would even say you don't have to get an apartment and go through all that. But if you're going to spend one day and, and talk about it, how about one day where you ride with a rideshare driver, put a piece of duct tape on your mouth, shut up, and just watch what the driver does. Watch what he declines, watch all the crappy orders he gets, watch why he takes things, and listen to him. That's how you learn. Not don't put them in the driver's seat, feed them bad orders. And but the worst part of it is they've done this before and, and there's always a good spin on it. This time he's like, we suck and we treat our drivers like crap. Now to me, that's <laughs> yeah, he can that's, be part of tough. a ride along. <laughs> What's that's that? tough. He can be part of a ride along. Right. I mean, that's, right. That's no, tough. that's what I think he should be doing, but not also not like interfering with the driver like if he wants to debrief during lunch go ahead ask the driver why he'd have a notebook out and write some things down say why'd you do this why'd you not take this order why'd you and then talk about it but don't interfere just watch and watch how many have to be declined so but i don't know i mean i don't know how a ceo can say this kind of stuff especially with the kind of problems uber's in and to be honest i know i've been reading some other articles he's catching a lot of crap from a lot of the company higher-ups mm -hmm. and i know there's no higher up than him but there's always powers that be that can but, get the ceo but too. you said something earlier steve like about trying to get fired why, why would you think he's trying to get fired though be, it's probably i mean in the contract he probably makes more money if they let him go he probably gets some kind of retention Seven. pay yeah you know, but if he were to just quit, he probably gets nothing. Again, I don't think that's what's happening. I'm just saying maybe. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> maybe he just threw it. You know, he's like, hey, man, I'm not. This company is not turning around. I'm he just going to get canned. He still has to 
report to the board at some point. I mean, he's even though you're a CEO, you still have to report to a board. For yeah, but this is the same board that for 15 years is used to four quarters a year of no profit. I think the board would be the one that fires him as well. Yeah, so um, I see Vinny in here and he does a lot of ride sharing. Uber will never be profitable based on the current business model. And that makes me wonder, well, what is the business model will they, where they will be? Because I kind of agree, you know, like ride sharing cab, like hailing rides has never been a profitable business. That's not a place to put money. Um, but all, all these companies, the, the big ticket for them is the subscription services, you know, getting people to, to have it, getting people to sign up and then forget they have it and just charging them monthly, not using it. I mean, that was a big piece of Amazon and, uh, I mean, of course, Amazon has other things going on for it, but yeah, uh, that's what's what's the big thing. I think that's why they're they're pushing that so aggressively. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just I found it completely crazy, as almost as crazy as you know. We knew that Instacart was at, uh, and this I'll just push through. But five to five to eight billion was their most recent, and they said that they're going to IPO at nine point eight billion. And every article is like just dogging them right now saying, you're not worth that. Reevaluate. So even they're on top of it saying, don't try and like get that last little bit out. You're not worth it. So, and it really only makes sense for Instacart to IPO at what their value is. Cause when Uber and, and Lyft IPO, they were at half their value by the end of the first trading day. So, oh, I mean, man. that's not a good thing either. Um, those companies, the long-term matters too. So. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I do like, there's a new Lyft feature that I do not like, and I know that it's in Phoenix right now, live. What about um, so The female and non-binary. So if you're a female driver, you can opt into, you are, it, it's not only, you'll still see male offers when there aren't female or non-binary, but you can be a driver that opts into, I would prefer females and non-binary if you're a female driver. And then on the customer side, you can also say, I prefer a female or non-binary driver. And I've been saying for years, that's, you know, why wouldn't you do that? There's a lot of women who would like a woman driver with all that happens and for whatever reason. I mean, um, but I know that's going kind of big too. Um, but I guess we'll move into DoorDash here because John, um, we got a couple stories, but John has a... Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is just disgusting. And, uh, you know, whenever we did these studies about people peeing on houses or, you know, all these other things that we read about from Dashers, and I, I know Zach was on one week, one week with us, and he was saying, I doubt that's all true. I think week by week, we keep seeing it is true. There's something that happens every week. I mean, it is. there's too many deliveries. There's just the, there's just the odds. It's, it's an odd thing. So this but, uh what it, this spitting story or spit, spit on your run. food or... run. so this guy delivered and uh, I've read a couple of different articles about it but apparently it was to like uh, we talk about Uber for teens but delivery to a teen apparently and uh, the driver upset with the tip when they go to drop it off you can see them in a ring video or those doorbell camera videos open the bag hawk a big loogie up there spit in it and uh, yeah. Which is the DoorDash bag or the customer's food bag? The customer's food bag. <laughs> what is wrong with people? I mean, we've gone from people yeah, taking a fry out and telling them they're wrong to now spitting. Yeah. 
just yeah. to be vindictive. But why? Like, I it, it, why? Delivery the why? Just because they're mad. Just because they want more tips. Yeah, but why take it out on that person who's already spent a lot of money for food? But they, they took the eat. order. But they took the order. It's on them. <laughs> if they didn't want to take the order, you freaking decline the order. It's on them. Like, I just don't understand the whole passive aggressive driver doing stuff to customers. They're the one who freaking took the order. I don't get it. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person because I don't get I it don't either. Get it. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse and worse, though. I mean, it's like disgusting. when, you know, like these like those studies, you know, like how many that was a weird study. And I wish, wish I had it. I was trying to look for it. The one that we ta- had referenced. And I know you and Zach ended up talking about it, too. But, um, yeah. you know, to be honest, like, I think that there's a lot more reality in that study than we joked about. Now, let me ask this question. Is there any way? that outside of making these not even making outside of the driver themselves in these situations making better decisions and not just taking those orders that are gonna you know infuriate them so much in the first place is there any other way to actually change this issue i don't think there is just to kind of like join the conversation here i don't think there is mainly because um you'll have drivers that complain about an eight dollar tip you'll have drivers that complain about a nice house for a five dollar tip is like it's just I, I, a little season pizza too they don't yeah. <laughs> that the five dollar tip was generous to begin with i i'm just looking at i'm just looking at the reasoning behind a lot of their rants right okay I feel like one that may or may not be justified, depending on who's looking at the situation, is when a driver feels like, okay, they received a contract violation or there's some kind of uh, possibility that they are going to be deactivated for wrong order or order not delivered, right? Mm -hmm. In that case, it's almost like it's a little different if they want to be on, like they want to go on a rant or something. They, you know, it's a little different there. But just to do it, I don't know. It almost feels, it almost feels like. I guess just to wrap up what I'm saying, it almost feels like it's almost like it's staged to some level where it could possibly be some kind of smear campaign because a lot of these people you don't hear from them, right? You don't see them anywhere, right? You don't see them getting charged with anything. You don't, you don't, you just don't see them ever again, except that one viral video that that showed them doing something so nasty, you know? And yeah. I'm just like, you know, um, what if I saw a video a while back where a customer acted like they were the dasher and then did the whole really? skit. You understand what I'm saying? They did the. I, I came much like delivering the to themselves. Delivering to themselves, but it's an entire <laughs> skit, right? Wow. And some people are just that good at acting. That's why I'm like, a lot of this stuff just feels staged because it's like you can't find these people. No one is talking about these people. Look at deactivated and gone. Okay, <laughs> probably. What about it? Was it staged with that driver who like pooped in the garbage can last year? I'm not saying that all of them are staged. I'm not saying all of them are staged, but it's like there are so many out there that you don't hear of them. You yeah. don't like. Yeah. These people are on camera. You know, 
So where are all of these? Like this, what about the guy that dropped the pizza? He dropped everything and he just shoved everything back into the box. Yeah. I don't know if y'all remember that one. He shoved everything back in the box. And he just yeah. left it at the door. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that one seemed very real, but a lot of them just seem, I don't know if that one was staged, man. I just, I'm just saying, did you, did you hear about the guy that got charged? Um, this was a few years ago when he dipped his private stuff inside of the woman's salsa. <sighs> Oh, I didn't hear that he was charged. I, he, I remember hearing about it. But story. he was charged. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, would, I would hope so. You, you see what I'm saying? If like, he really did it, I would hope he was charged. And to find out, he wasn't even the delivery driver for the order. Yeah, He was oh, just wow. riding along. He was just riding along. He was like, oh, you're not going to tip or whatever he said. But at least you hear a story of he was charged. But, you know... I'm just saying, some of this stuff just sounds staged to me now. There's so many, it just sounds like, oh, whatever, man. Smear campaign, probably. That Chris Taylor comment you just, whoever just pulled up uh, about the Jack in the Box, it's funny you guys said that. And John, I don't know if you'll remember this because I don't know if you were in Alaska or Arizona because this was years ago. I'm going to date myself here probably, but um, it was in Tucson or something where there was like E. coli in Jack in the Box and they actually shut all of them down in Arizona, all of them, for like, it was a while too. And then when they came back, everybody was like, nobody's going to ever go there again because it was like so many locations. And their whole campaign was just this evil clown, like that evil clown from Jack in the Box look. And it just said Jack's back. I don't remember the campaign, but I do kind of remember the E. coli and Jack in the Box fiasco because I remember that being like a big thing, like a national thing. Yeah. I do remember yeah. that piece. I remember that part of it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was nasty. Um, but on the DoorDash side, too, and while we're talking about fake stories, like here's a real these are real stories, you guys. Like this one blew my mind, too, because, again, I think everything he did here, he just went about it wrong. So this is Washington, D.C. Um, <laughs> wait, the roaches weren't staged because that happened twice in Detroit. <sighs> I still will never go to a Popeye's, even uh, no, though never, it's my yeah. local Popeye's. I will never go to a Popeye's because I of that, right? Yes. Yeah, never. I won't either. I just go um, to the drive-through and you can't see it out of sight, out of mind. Really? But did you? John, did, really? did you? I didn't. I, I caught part of the show yesterday, Kim. Did you guys talk about this Washington D.C. guy that was delivering? Uh, refresh my brain. That got that got shot, got carjacked. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Okay, so so listen, it. listen to this. There's a video too, but I think the the actually this is one of those times where because this is a um, um, uh, uh, USA nine, so this is a it's an NBC affiliate from DC. Um, police in DC are searching for people who shot a, a delivery driver after trying to steal his car late Monday. A police report says the driver chased down the people that pulled. Uh, that pulled him out of the car before he was shot. So he was working in the 1300 block of U Street and he got out of his uh, Nissan and went up to make the delivery, he came back to the car and saw people in the car stealing the car. He flagged down another car and said, follow that car. And they did. So he so they followed the car. The, the other car pulled up to a light and the guy jumps out of the car to go to his car, runs to the passenger side, pulls the passenger out, 
goes in and grabs the driver from the passenger side and pulls him out. And while he's doing that, the passenger he had thrown out shot him in the left leg. Now, maybe I'm stupid, but if somebody, if I'm doing DoorDash and somebody steals my car, have it. I'm just going to report it stolen. I'm not going like, to get shot. You can have I'm my not, car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I mean, unless, I mean, I don't, I don't even want to say that's unless, doing too much on everybody's part. I mean, flagging the guy down, the guy who drove him to chase it, like it's like a movie scene. And then going and that's take, what I was thinking. Like, also the guy follow that car. Down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because that, yeah. that could have been that could have been the rub right there too. Was the guy jumping in the follow that car car and saying, "Okay, now I'm gonna steal your car." Now, bump that. <laughs> I'm like, am I the? I'm putting myself in the driver's shoes where some random guy just jumps in my car and telling me to follow that car, <laughs> and I'm just gonna follow that car. Like, get the hell out of my car. Who the hell are you? <laughs> you know? Like no, like something. Even that you? feels like it's like exaggerated. <laughs> to me, it feels that way. I'm sorry. I'm just. I was gonna but say this, who who would actually follow the directions of follow that car? A police officer, maybe. Somebody police who's officer, not a random person. Hey, Craig Craig. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, this is just crazy to me. Like we're talking about food delivery and these incidents just get, these are not the, the TikTok ones or the ones that you have to question. This is the police giving the, the account here. Oh, this wow. is DC police. Um, but they, there was also a thing that related it to, so now it says the, the DoorDasher driver got his car back until, and drove and drove until he saw police officers and then flagged them down. So now he's got a shot left leg. He gets what? back in his car. The other guys take off because of the bullet, because of the gunshot, and he starts driving to find a cop with his with his shot left leg. So question: If he's nah, got- the old car, is that carjacking? I don't. Uh, yeah, that's carjacking. Was it an automatic or a manual? <laughs> Doesn't say. <laughs> I don't want to imagine. I'm like that left yeah, leg. If he drove with that left leg, oh, is his manual? Yeah. Oh, I'm like, ooh, yeah. boy, he maybe he was just in first gear. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> just... <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god! But then it was. It then it went on to say that, uh, you know, the police. Uh, he had left his car running. The police reminded everybody, please don't ever be stupid and leave your cars running. Um, and un- unlocked even if just for a minute. But according to the most recent DC police crime data, there have been more than 5,000 car thefts reported in the district so far this year. That's an increase of 110% uh, year wow. to year. 5,000? Yeah. In 2023? Yeah. And we're only in month nine? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't know. I guess you know. Well, you said this was this was Detroit, right? No, no, no. This was DC. Oh, DC. Popeyes was Detroit. Okay. All right. My bad. All right. I I just remember seeing a guy, a video of a guy that was about to be robbed, and he like he was cussing like hell no, and then he's running to his door and he trying to grab everything from him. They they have weapons. They have all this stuff, and it's like he doesn't even care. You gonna have to kill me. You gonna have to kill me. And I'm like, dude, just let the bag go. 
Yeah, I'm telling no. you, if anybody but comes nah. at me or tries to steal my car, have at it. You know, here's my keys. Here's my car. You want my purse, too? I don't care. Take whatever you want and leave me alone. But on, but on the flip side, though, why would a person protect their whatever? They, they rather lose their life, get shot in the left leg. They'd rather go through that versus just letting it go. Like, what could be too. what could be the reason why no i just cannot <laughs> this was an heirloom right i don't know right, but it's not it's just a <laughs> nissan <laughs> i don't know maybe they maybe they got they maybe they dropped a new engine in there steve i don't know well maybe they are a delivery driver maybe they're a full-time delivery driver and it's their only means of making money so you're literally taking this person's income and throwing it away by stealing a car and maybe his mortgage or rent was due the next day and he's just like oh no 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 that's not gonna happen today yeah and don't want my babies to be out on the road tomorrow yeah about a year and a half when I, in 2015, when I started Rideshare, about a year and a half in, there was a wave of people who were sending in their insurance cards when you got to that portion of Rideshare where you need to upload your insurance. So if you had Allstate or whatever, you'd upload it. Most policies are a six-month policy. You'd upload it, and then they wouldn't ask you again for six months. If you cancel an insurance policy, you get paid to the day you cancel it. So if you have it for two days, you only pay for two days. There were people getting insurance to upload and then canceling it. Oh, that's scary. So it makes me think, too, did this guy not have insurance? Interesting. I, I could see it being an issue where the guy didn't have insurance, and uh, if he lost that car, it was just gone. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. In the end, like like Kim said, why would you even bother? Let it go. My, I my just life is a lot more valuable. I just asked my wife, what would she need to have in the car or whatever for her to be able to like You're say, kidding. no, I'm not going to let this go. And she told me like, maybe some money in there or something like, okay, well, how much? She was like 50,000, like 50,000 or something. I'm like, you're going to, okay. But that's, that's my wife's response, you know, but yeah. would someone, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, we, we, we talked to, not too long ago about the DoorDash delivery driver who left her kid in the car <sighs> while, while she ran up to the third story to deliver and somebody ripped off the car and she came out running and she's like, get out. Get... And they somehow they just ran into a brick wall in a nice neighborhood the and then got it. out and ran because they realized a kid oh, was in it. Yeah, and yeah. I think they didn't want to get charged with kidnapping. Like they were just trying to steal the car, but they didn't realize a kid was in it. This happened so many times. Did you remember the, the guy that was driving a caravan and had both his kids in there? Yeah. And they stole the caravan? Yep. And I'm like... That one was California, right? I believe it was. Yeah. And then there was the situation where, you know, um, may may he rest in peace, but the driver, I think, was in New York and the two girls that oh, flipped yeah. his car. Yeah. yeah. And actually, where he was hanging on, and they yeah. were hitting him against things and walls, Ugh. and yeah, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, and they were like those girls were like sixteen too. Yeah, teenagers. Yeah, they but were. I'm, but I'm, I'm just like, let it go, right? I had a, a someone that I know, right? This is a different situation, obviously, but someone that I know, um, he was with his family, and he had a chain on. And some people walked up to him and told him, give up the chain. 
Now, in his eyes, from his perspective, he saw his baby in a stroller, his wife with him, and he's like, I got to get these guys away from my family. So he starts chasing the person with the gun, and he got shot up. He didn't die, but he got shot up. And it's just it was just over a chain. Now, anyone outside of his current situation would be like, man, why you just give up the chain? In mm-hmm. his mind, I'm protecting my family. You understand what I'm saying? So he mm-hmm. chased after the people. He could have just turned like took it off, right? But he was like, that's not where his mind went. Adrenaline hit him and he just took off after the person that had the gun at him. And you I'm know, like, I think- okay. I think a lot of times people make decisions out of desperation, like desperate times call for desperate measures. You never know what someone's desperation is yeah. on both parties, whether it's someone stealing something or whether it's someone making the decision to go chase after them. Obviously, there is right. some kind of desperation out there that caused right. them to make the decisions that they did. Now, that's the exact cool. that's the exact point that I was trying to make in the moment. Like everyone outside of his certain situation, his situation is telling me, why didn't you just take off the chain? But in his mind, I got to protect my family. That's that's it. I got to protect yeah. my family. He forgot about the chain. He forgot. He wasn't thinking logically, whatever you want to say. He was just like, I got to protect my family. Now, anyone yeah. that may have lost their lives or anyone that is chasing someone and saying, follow that car, get shot <laughs> in the leg, you know, whatever it is. In that moment, they're only thinking of the one thing at the top of that list, whatever that that thing is. That's all they're thinking about. Not, man, just let that go. I'll get that tomorrow. Let the police get that. I know my my tag. <laughs> you know, I know. I'll but just, to be yeah. honest, and I mean, like, I guess we're all overlooking this. I mean, we've talked about it, but like, he stole a car. <laughs> <laughs> in reality, because he's not a police officer, stopping a car and saying, "Yay, follow that car and jumping in—that's stealing uh, a car." <laughs> yeah, that. But like John said, that's a movie situation. Jumping <laughs> near the car, okay. and then go one, then follow this other car, and jacked it back, got shot in the leg in the process, then drove away and flagged down a what a cop to find an ambulance. And, uh, but look, Rideshare Road Warrior, you know, said something. I don't know yep. if you guys want to read it. That, that, you know, you want me to read it? I can read it. Yeah. I just put it up. Right. Okay. Well, somebody took it off. But Rideshare Road Warrior says, um, hi, y'all. Having been in a situation where I attempt, I attempted to carjack on me. Uh, uh, I think I think he met. I'm, I'm, I've met Rick. I'm. I don't ever see him carjacking. A car no, no. Rick is like one of the nicest people ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just wanted to make sure. Like, wait, what? Am I reading the wrong thing? Here? But, um, I guess he was in an attempted carjacking. Right, someone tried to jack his car, mm-hmm. and uh, I know that the adrenaline kicks in. Mm-hmm. I mean. I can only imagine. I remember I was home at uh, 17. I was home once and my mom, she was working late that night. And then all of a sudden I heard somebody just fiddling with the doorknob. And my first reaction response wasn't to call the police. 
I drop kick the door. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Because the worst part about that is at that point, <laughs> even when you call the police, you know that it's not two, three, five minutes. It's going to yeah. be a while before they're actually there. Yeah. So the best, I mean, most people will kick into. Listen, I got to, this is too close to actually being inside my house. I got to handle this. Yeah. I mean, so. at, seven, at 17, what would you have done? I mean, I mean, I, I kicked the door to scare them. <laughs> but, right. you know. Rush. Yeah, you're going to rush into a situation. You're going to take action. I mean. Yeah. Hey. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess I would have, you know, I mean, I would have obviously, like, hit all the lights on and, um. You know, just kind of like made as much noise as I could. And I don't know. I don't know. It would have to happen for me to do it to know, I guess. Yeah. If it um, happened today, I would have set off my house alarm on purpose. Yeah. I didn't have a house alarm. So, okay. That Back when I was a teenager, I didn't have a house <laughs> alarm. But today, I would have, I would have set off my house alarm on purpose. Yeah. So none of y'all would have drop kicked the door like I did. No. I I don't know. I need no, to see the video of you drop kicking the door and see if like that's what I would have done. <laughs> that's a unique situation. You know. Hey, adrenaline kicked in. You know. I wanted to scare the life out of them, and I I heard them take off running. You know. It's, it, it was the right decision in the moment. It was. Sounds like. Can they're you trying imagine, to put, they're well, trying to get the door open and you're just like <laughs> and all of a sudden you just hear the door just do a big bang you probably thought somebody took a shot at you or something you know yeah, yeah. so I, hey listen it, my tactic worked okay <laughs> gotta remember but, those situations both sides are scared you know yeah. you never got scared too yeah I agree on that same note there and this is this is bothersome because we know that a lot of the TikTok stuff is crap, but this one isn't. This one isn't from um, Daily Dot. This is, and you can go look it up. the The TikToker's name is Leon Williams thirty nine, and it's all one word. If you guys want to check it out, um, but again, the story reads better than I think the TikTok even, even though it's pretty good. Uh, but these guys are sitting in a in a McDonald's parking lot. And they're what they're actually waiting for this. And there were there's people, so they see an Uber Eats driver pull in, run in, leave his car running, and they so they think, okay, look that one. So the one guy jumps out of the passenger seat and moves his car to the back of the lot. They don't steal it, they just move it, and then they videotape him as he comes out, freaking out about where his car was stolen to. And they've been and this is a this is now a prank and it's a prank that is it said that the um it's actually referred to as something now there's like a group of people that do this um, always take your keys with you i i preach it every single day always yeah but so they're laughing in the car he's looking around thinking who the who the f done that done that uh one of the men laughed as the video ended um, users in the comments were amazed by the parking job and the fact that the TikToker had driven a stranger's car without their permission, um, made the park look so easy. One person remarked the parking, um, the parking was, uh, they compared it to GTA. You know, some found the video was close to crossing the line, commenting on how um, the prank was brilliantly uh, riding the line between prank and GTA. Um, and then they say that since going viral, the clip has been viewed by over 1.8 million people 
and the New York police blame, and this is the, this is the, I guess it's a trend. They blame the Kia boys TikTok trend for 19, for a 19% annual increase in car thefts. I'm not familiar with that trend. So I, I know a little bit about, I don't know if we call it a trend. Uh, I call it an epidemic or what it was, but uh, there was a, a report, a news report. I guess that's what YouTube is nowadays. Uh, essentially, if Kia is, there's some type of vulnerability that if you have some type of, uh, I don't know, like a USB cord, they can be easily uh, hotwired. And so that's, uh, so whatever that Kia thing is, that became a, became a thing. So uh, since that vulnerability was discovered in Kias, Kias are like the most commonly carjacked cars or what do you call it? Stolen cars in America. I just hate that they call it a trend. I hate that too. Cause you know, it's a crime is what it is. People like, <laughs> calling it a trend. It makes it sound like it's cool. It's not cool. Exactly. It makes other people want to imitate it. To me, it's like, you know, and why are these guys, why is this funny? Why am I just getting old? I don't know. Cause to me, this isn't funny. Like moving people's cars in lots. No. I, was, I was just watching the video. I'm sorry. I, I'm a, I am listening to you guys, right? Yeah. But I was just watching the video and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I would have probably lost my, yeah, lost my mind a little bit, you know? Yeah. But, so there's, as a matter of fact, there's a video where I see somebody try to do that and they almost got, uh, the guy drew out on him. Yeah. Cause he, he caught them in the car and they try to go and get in his car while it was still running to do it. And the guy it's caught funny, him because- and he car and he drew, drew a gun on him. But in my Steve, area, you, there, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it just reminds me in my area, there is a delivery driver and he got to know your delivery drivers. But he, every time he goes to run into a restaurant, he leaves his car running and his door open. I'm like, one of these days, either his car is going to get stolen or someone's just going to like randomly be in his car because he literally leaves it wide open every single time so it kind of reminds me of this he could have been a victim of this very easily maybe it's inverted maybe he wants his car to be stolen so he can collect the insurance <laughs> he's just like so hey the nice. door's open the keys are in it it's running <laughs> about it <laughs> but I you, just... would think, you would think the amount of vehicles that's been stolen the amount of reports on the news and all that about vehicles being stolen um, while you are unloading your Instacart shop, or your 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 car, your kids are in the vehicle and the vehicle is running, like you would think people would make better decisions out here, but yeah. unless they're just not watching the news and they don't, they just don't give a damn, man. I don't know what it is. UDM, you'd have been shocked when we did the episode about the woman who had the, I think it was like a, a Durango or something too, um, or not a Durango, but it was a Dodge Caravan or something where she had the kid in the car and the guy stole it because there were people in the chat saying, well, I've done that and stuff. Like I leave my kid in the I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, I don't even care. It's not about the car running. What are you doing? Leave taking your, I mean, some people were like, Hey, babysitting's expensive. So, you know, I'm like, Hey, you know, look, figure out something where you're not putting your kid in danger because kids can't do for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say that's just horrible parenting on every level. And if, if that, if you don't agree, I guess we just don't agree on that because 
I just don't see how in any way possible that's something that that would never cross my mind. I'll just leave my kid in the car while I do these. Never. It's it's one of those situations where a person makes a decision that many people might not agree with, but in their mind, that's at the top of their list of priorities. You know, it's like, I got to do this delivery over my kids being in the car and I'm just going to leave them here. Right. It's, it's one of those situations is just, you gotta, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I remember long ago I saw Bentley did a video and he showed a woman that was holding her I believe uh, her son or her daughter trying to deliver a Postmates order. And I'm like, in a situation like that, she's actually holding her, her child at, it was, had to be at least maybe about six, six, seven year old. Right. And there she's holding her or him. And she's trying to make this delivery at the same time. Right. In that situation, like would it be better to leave that child in the car or would that person report the would that would that customer report the driver for having that child on her arm while trying to make that delivery and give her a bad rating? If you understand what I mean, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it it's like huh? Say that again, John. So it's kind of like a lose lose situation potentially. Yeah, but a person will make the decision in the moment that is best for them to be able to complete what they need to complete. I've heard things like on catering orders where they would send their child inside of the store on the apps that say, Hey, the only person that can ride along with you is someone that is on the app as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And they would send the child in the, in the store or the restaurant and say, Hey, uh, we have a, a catering order. We got to pick up. And sometimes the kid is young, really young. Um, in the same conversation about leaving the kids in the car, right? Mm-hmm. I've delivered and they've had young kids answering the door. And I'm like, why are you sending your child to answer the door? And I they're like I'm, way I'm, on the back at the back of the house. Yeah, yeah, just just leave it at the door or whatever. Like, oh my gosh. I see that yeah. a lot. Mm. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about preteen. Like, like, like you're talking. You're talking about. In, you're talking about infant. Not necessarily infant. No, not infant. Yeah, young. But it's like they could walk and talk, but they're they they're just so naive of what's what's bad in the world, right? Yeah. Like, Hi. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I want you to be my friend. Come inside, type of stuff. Yeah. Like you know, they're just so naive of what the bad in the world. And I'm like, why are you having your child? answer the door come yeah. on that's that's but these are the same people you, it, uh, social media has exposed so much about what's really been going on out here and camera phones right mm-hmm. like all of this stuff has been going on for a while but it hasn't been exposed but social media and camera phones has been exposing this like left and right and i'm like it just I'm just tying all of that into what we're talking about now. There are fa- there are parents that that find it okay to leave their their child in the car. There are parents that find it okay to let their child that is just naive to the bad in the world to answer the door to a complete stranger. Like there's 
that's just the reality of what today is like. My growing up, that was that was not called for. No, not my kids. No one answers the door but me <laughs> when I'm home or my wife when I'm not here. No one answers the door. I don't care yeah. if you could unlock it. I don't care if you could lock it. I don't care if you can know the code for the alarm. I don't care. No one answers the door but me. If I'm in the kitchen, till, come till what age? Till what age though? Floor 25. Un, un, <laughs> until until the age like <laughs> until the age that I, I felt I could leave them at home by themselves. Yeah. I got even be that, that's why I was asking because I'm it wasn't yeah. till much I mean my son's a senior yet now. Now he could, but like I mean, even not too long ago, I wouldn't have let him. Yeah, I've taught my daughter from i can't even tell you how old to only adults open the doors no one but adults opens doors mm -hmm. she won't even she won't even i mean you guys might it. even remember before because we need to touch on uber teen tonight but um because it's everywhere now but uh and it, it'll tie into this but you might even remember that story but remember the guy who was doing doordash got in a car accident was like really messed up taken to the hospital and doordash called him his wife answered the phone Do you yeah, remember yeah. this yeah. His wife answered the phone and said, hey, he's in emergency. His, I mean, he, he almost had to have a leg amputated or something. And, and they she still was wanted like, her to deliver it. Or and something and like they that, said, right? can you do, can you finish the delivery? <laughs> and she was like, you know, started swearing and F you and this, that and the other. And we're done. Click. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> for the times that the DoorDash support agents play stupid. It's pretty amazing that during that one, they're like, well, wait a minute. Can you go finish this delivery, though? I mean, it seems like that agent was pretty on top of it. Yeah, it's crazy. Because a lot of times they're just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We can't help you. We can't help you. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think that those were two instances tonight of, and we don't always talk about those kind of things, but to be honest, like, this is just ridiculous. Like, first of all, if the car is stolen, don't, don't steal another car to go chase down your car and then pull two people out of the car and get shot in the leg and then go drive. And if it's an, and if it's, and if it's a manual car, like UDMS, you're driving in first gear, just burning it out, looking for a cop or something. Cause somebody in the comments said, well, I mean, at least you're getting a jump on the finding an ambulance. And I was like, what? Like, I think it was Derek, but I was, you know, like, no. But just, just one more thing, I guess, to touch on just kids, right? Even in rideshare, parents are feeling completely okay letting their child ride with a complete stranger to yes. wherever the destination was. Is it because, oh, I can track it on my no. phone? Like, is it because that the reason? Like, no. I it's think crazy. I think Uber really messed up here. And that's what I think that's what we need. What because we need to we talked about this a while back, but now it's in every market. It was being tried. And all the time that I did rideshare from 2015 till you know the pandemic, it was always driver partners. You never, ever, ever take an unaccompanied minor. In fact, there wasn't even a wait time. If you got to a high school and the person wasn't 18 without ID, you got an instant five dollars. There was no wait time, whatever you just said it, you got it. And you drove away. They didn't even want you taking it. was one of their rules. Mm -hmm. Then they saw an uptick during the pandemic or after it that people, kids that were turning 16, instead of the 
eight, 70 or 80 percent that went to get a license during their during the year they were 16. It's now like 40 percent of kids that are 16 get a driver's license. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't even minor. It was a major drop. And so I think Uber finally was like, well, screw all our ethics. You know, there's a whole demographic here that we could build on and not only build on, but probably keep from ever buying cars. I'm telling you. And but the but the problem becomes that Uber teen is for 13 year olds and up. Like UDM has a kid, Kim has a kid, I have a kid. We've and Kim's kid isn't 13 yet, but UDM and I have both had 13 year old kids. I would have never, ever, ever let my son ride 13 years. Never. I mean, he's he's a senior in high school now. I won't let him do it now. It's too much crazy in the world, man. I mean, I I just don't. Too many crazy people out there. There are too many idiots. Too many crazy people. Too many sick people. No. Nope. Yeah. And I mean, feel as a parent if something happened to your kid because you allowed them to take an Uber. I don't know. And and that's what we were talking about. Rideshare professor David and I was that listen drivers if you're doing rideshare in the uber app there is a lot of times they don't give you this feature but just like uber pet you can go in and deselect uber teen that you will not take those rides and i would tell every driver to do that because that couple extra bucks i can tell you this that the first thing uber does when there's an incident is they look for a way to get out of their responsibility to have any part of it yeah they actually don't care about it. They're not ethical. They don't care about humans. They don't care about us at all. So they are like, wait a minute, find anything that gets us. So we're not related to this. So, okay, well, first of all, you're only covered by Uber and then you're covered by yourself and you only have a million dollar coverage with a kid. If a, I mean, all you could even get the kid from A to B safely, have a nice conversation. The kid walks inside, especially a 13, 14 year old and says, uh, that driver touched me. Yeah. Your life's over. Your life's over. You're going to be in court for years. You're going to be on the pedophile list. You're going to be, I mean, your life's over. You're guilty until proven innocent in cases like that. Now, in these types of situations, Steve, just listen to what you just said, right? I remember, or I recall hearing a story about a teacher that was accused of doing some stuff to some girls but it was a they were plant they plotted this whole story right and this guy ended up getting fired right just it's just because they didn't like him or whatever something like that they didn't like him they got him fired um i don't know if he did any jail time but years later or whatever they confessed i guess their conscience was eating them alive they confessed later and it's like this whole man's life was ruined. Okay. Wife divorced. Wife divorced him. Um, I guess he did get put on some kind of list, right? But it's just like, yo, this is part of the reason why I I refuse to trust anyone outside of me and my family. You know, it's like, what? Uh, what did you say? Oh, I I could do what? No, no, I'm good. Hey, go get an adult. Nope. I'm not trusting none of that. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. And I, I mean, the other thing is, and I still wouldn't allow my kid. I don't think any of us here would allow that. But the other thing is that why are the ones who are, are going to be doing this, these trips like hop, skip drive is specifically for vetted drivers who can drive kids. I don't even think I love that program, but 
that at least is a program that is actually they actually run real background checks. You are trained. You are a W two employee. You have you're bonded. Um, so all you've been through all the steps. Why is Uber not? If they're going to have Uber Teen, why aren't they having drivers who are paid a lot more to do these, but have to go through all those kind of processes? I mean, I still wouldn't be cool with it, but I'm just saying, like, just to say, hey, every driver can do it. That's just that's just sick because we see things happen. We see bad things happen to good people who are adults every day. Yeah. And yep. I think that all of us can understand the fact that if you have a kid, even though if you tell your kid, don't listen to strangers, whatever, now your kid's in the back of a stranger's car. So it's like, you know, kids have a way of responding to adults, even if the adult's an, a jackass. I mean, they just do. They, 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 they view an adult as somebody who knows more than them. So even if like they think you're wrong and don't talk to me that way, it doesn't matter. They still might respond poorly. How old do you have to be to be an Uber Uber driver? Right well, here? in California, twenty five now, but everywhere else, twenty one. So I'm just saying, even if a seventeen year old gets in a car with a twenty one year old, that could be a whole different story. And the other weird itself. thing about what you just asked, Kim, is that you have to be twenty five in this country on all the rental programs to rent a car. Yeah, but that ain't you can't rent a car till you're twenty five, but you can drive Uber at twenty one. Yeah. I don't know. I'm that, that's why Dara said what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't it comes even think full he circle. Was talking about this though. He was just talking about bad pay and crap treatment. I mean, oh. I don't know. I I you guys like I think Uber teen is it, to me that I I put up with a lot from Uber the years I worked for him. Watched decreasing pay. This be take but they always at least stayed on mark with no unaccompanied minors period and they backed you on that now they're saying that's fine just take them as long as they're 13 you're fine that's a money situation that sound like to me yeah of course but it just is it's just like all right look back in the day i'm sorry to cut you off steve but like back in the day um we considered on-demand delivery apps as a luxury service right but for some reason, they started partnering with non-luxury restaurants, right? And when I say non-luxury, I'm just talking about like the Taco Bells, cheap food, right? The fast food, right? It's no longer luxury because the food, I could, I could deliver a whole number one through ten for you. Or I could just deliver you a, med- a medium fry or a McFlurry. Right. It became a cheap service. Right. And then when it comes down to it, it's kind of like it's it's okay that we made it a cheap service and people are going to spend more money on the cheap food than the expensive food and the steaks and the lobsters and all that stuff. And we're now making this this entire experience a cheap experience. So when they're going to be spending less money we have an opportunity to make more just like McDonald's when they had the dollar menu, when we allow them to spend less, they're really going to be spending more because they're going to put a whole meal together. Right. From the dollar menu. So instead of just getting $1 from the customer, we probably might get three, four five, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so to me, that is probably the reason why I don't know. I don't have any facts on this, but it's like, 
they've pushed back so many issues with kids riding in the vehicle, then how many, how much money did they really miss out on? And now how much money are they really gaining to after they allowed this to happen on their platform? Until something bad happens, I don't think anything will be done about it. Everybody's just trying to make a buck. I yeah, think that's the unfortunate thing, yeah. As I say, I, I just think Uber is praying, praying, is praying on it, is praying on the the convenience factor for parents, right? So parents are working, they're working long hours, but my kid has to get to soccer or my kid has to get here. So they're really going after the convenience, not the safety of keeping kids safe. And it yeah. becomes more of a money, like I'm going to make money Grab. off of this opposed to keeping kids safe issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess my thing is the drivers, here's my, here's what we talked about with, with Torsten. I, and again, go watch it on the para channel just dropped today. But to be honest, Torsten, David, and I all agreed that, listen, that your insurance policy isn't going to cover you for any kind of issue with a kid. Your insurance is going to walk away. Uber's going to walk away, but yet they're putting it out on the platform as offers to you. I mean, to me, that's just, that's not, that even goes above and beyond the bad ethics. But to Yup's comment here, how will you know if it's a minor? I will say this, and it's not, it doesn't make it okay, but they do have, so the parents have to do a click box of, I agree to let my kid ride unsafely in a car with a stranger. He might get killed. I don't care. Click kind of thing. And then it says, uh, it says Uber teen and it's a sub account of the parents. So mm. they actually have their own. So you will see Uber teen requesting a ride. Mm. To me, it doesn't make any difference. It still makes it just as bad. If not worse, even that they actually have these options. Um, so I have a question with Uber teen. Is there like you, a limit? Like it has to be like 13 it has to be teenager. 13. Or it has to be like 16 and above. 13. Nope. 13. 13 to 13 to 17. No. So what if what if they're 12 and tomorrow's their birthday? <laughs> what if <laughs> don't answer that <laughs> Well, no, honestly, you're you're absolutely right though, UDM. What if they're 11 and they don't have an ID and they're just like I'm 13? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, too, becomes like, look, we all grew up. We all went to parties. We had cars. What if somebody gets drunk, has alcohol poisoning, and him and his friend take a ride home with you and one dies in the back? Uh, I mean, I'm just pointing out something because it could happen. Parties more, happen. More reasons to not be in rideshare for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love yeah. food. But if you are, deselect that damn Uber teen selection, guys. I don't see why anybody would do it. Don't do it. No. Nothing, absolutely nothing good can come of that. That's a fact. Pretty much. Too much much liability for me. One bad thing happens, it erases all the good you've done pretty much up until that point. So it just takes one bad thing. Well, yeah, your life's over, too. Like Buster Ron says, there's eighty four thousand seconds in a day. What uh, I don't know how he said it exactly, but he's basically saying sixty seconds after eighty four thousand seconds in a day, you're gonna mess up your entire day. Eighty four thousand seconds in just sixty seconds, or something like that. Yeah, 
well, this is even in one second. The minute you let, can you imagine being a rideshare driver and a 13 year old walking up to your door and going, I'm your passenger. (laughs) I'd be like, no, you're not. (laughs) And I'm calling the police on your parents. (laughs) But in this day and age though, Steve, we, I think everything is just sensitive, but just think about this, right? A 13 year old walks up to your vehicle and says that they are 13 or let's just say they're really 11 and they're saying that they're 13. Right. And now you're making a judgment with your eyes. No, you're not 13. Mm-hmm. They could make that an issue. Oh, why is he doing this? So why is she saying that I'm not 13 when I'm actually 13? And then that's, you know, how sensitive today's society is. Right. Yeah. Uh, just looking and making a judgment with your eyes based on your experience and knowing what a 13-year-old or so kind of looks like, but you don't look 13, making that type of judgment can be a very sensitive issue as well if that person sees it as a bad situation, a bad thing, and they might want to make a big deal out of it. I'm friends with Lenny from the Drivers Guild in Chicago, and Lenny deals with all, he actually is the person that goes and they have a lot of violence there with rideshare. And he actually goes and deals with the families when violence occurs. So he has like one of the most difficult jobs that there is. Um, And he was around when that 16 year old in 2021, it was, we were still in the pandemic, uh, masking all that kind of stuff. There was a 16 year old at a Walmart who requested a ride using her mom's phone and she had a bag of stuff she had bought. The driver picked him, picked her up knowing that she was not quite of age or whatever. There was a dash cam going. She pulled out a machete and killed him from the back seat. Just started whacking at him. Got him like 17 times. And not only that, she was seven months pregnant. I mean, what, did is there any reason that the stated like well i mean what you know like this is again like a mom let here's my phone just call an uber when you're done at at costco or wherever you are like what is this i mean i know that some parents aren't as good as others but come on guys (laughs) like i'm serious like this is it's not even just bad like we all grew up there's always been bad stuff that happens but this is getting ridiculous I mean, truly, this is because these are things that could be avoided. When I grew up, it was like, don't hitchhike. <laughs> you know, like, did I hitchhike? A couple times. And I feel bad about it. <laughs> if my dad had known, he'd he'd probably beat me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that because was that was illegal. a big thing with him. But it, I mean, I but I was an adult, too. I wasn't doing it young. I mean, like, not adult, but I was like 18, you know, trying to get home from a work shift. And I was working in Michigan and little bit different it wasn't like i was just out on the highway trying to go north or something like you know i there was i i had it down a little bit but i didn't do it often but there were times i mean so i don't know i I guess my thing is if you're doing rideshare turn that off torsten pointed out that a lot of people don't know that that feature has a toggle just turn it off you know don't don't risk it there's not even more money and even if there was who cares three more bucks to risk your life I don't think so. No. Um, 
But before uh, we get out of here tonight, uh, UDM is back. I think most people know that. He he took a quick hiatus and now he's back uh, doing gig work, but he's also got his docuseries. And uh, I wanted to ask you about that before we left, like how it's going or what's next. Or... Well, um, <clears throat> I didn't fly for a while. Um, and uh, knowing that I was actually going to be flying a lot i then looked into some perks at the airport and just finding out about tsa pre-check i said well all the traffic that's in uh los angeles and all these different places i don't want to miss my flight if i do have to go so i said you know what i'm gonna put this on hold for a second get my tsa pre-check mm-hmm. my known traveler number i got it and so that's going to resume again. But um, some, there was a slight issue with the footage that I gathered from the ride along that I, I captured or recorded in Philly. And I basically have to scrap. I had to scrap all of that. So the little the little stuff that I got, I was like, oh, my gosh, unless I was able to at least I was able to put out a video of the delivered experience, right, from their perspective. But other than that, um, I, like I said, I had to scrap the footage, had to get my KTN or TSA pre-check, which allows me to not have to take off my shoes, not have to get in the long line. I could just skip everybody and just go through, right? And it's not even that much money, guys. I think, no. I remember, it's like 150 bucks or something. N- no, I paid uh I think it was 89 bucks for 5 years. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. nothing. So, if you're not flying a lot, then you probably don't even care. But right. if you are going to be traveling a lot and my intention is to travel at least once a month to a new market, new city, um I I needed that TSA preach <laughs> because I also saw that um some flights were offering some perks like miles and all that. If you booked with uh, your KTN and I'm like, what, what is this? And then I looked into it. And I'm like, oh, there's some perks here. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to get this, you know, and hotel perks. There's all kinds yeah, of perks. There's all <laughs> kinds of perks. So um, that's what I'm, uh, that's all I was waiting on. I'm actually, since we just got out of the summer and you know, we're just getting back into the routine of things with school. I just wanted to get my kids situated before I actually took my next flight. So I'm actually planning to fly next month. Okay. Not this one, not September, but I'm actually planning to fly or drive because my next market might be in Florida, mm-hmm. but um, I, I'm, I'm planning to travel next month. Is it kind of like a once a month thing? I want, the thing is, I don't want to make it a once a month thing, but I also don't want to be away from my family too long. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So my, my preparation for each trip, I look for certain things um, or I do research about the city I'm going to before I arrive. So I know what I'm going to look for, what I need to see, what I need to shoot as far as like what I need to record. I might want to go downtown and see what downtown is like. Um, catch some B-roll, all of the above. I learned some things from my first trip, and I said, oh, 
I can improve this, this, and this and make this a better story. Okay, all right, that's that's what's up. Okay, let me prioritize these things so when I put everything together, it's, an, it's a better story to watch. And I'm glad that I'm doing this because those that are interested, they will see my growth in the years to come, right? They will see, they'll always remember, man, I remember that first video you did, man, look at where you are now. You know, I want I want to I can't wait to just give everyone that experience of just following the journey of me becoming the title filmmaker. I want to be a filmmaker. Yeah, that's, I've talked that's to you about I it. And I, I know you, you know. do. No and I, I, I know you will, videos. too. But yeah. I got to ask you this in Philly. Was it more of a you had all the right equipment and you, you afterwards were like, damn it, why didn't I do this or this? Or was it like? I need this and this to be able to do this, right? Um, I'll tell you what it was, right? In Philly, there are certain things that I didn't understand with my camera, even if I have it here, right? Like mm -hmm. this camera that I'm, I'm using right here is a camera that I usually use for my live streams or my videos, mm -hmm. right? And um, even though it's a very nice camera, and it does a really decent job. It's like I I played with the settings. I understand the camera, and I even took it outside in my in, in my front yard and just kind of like using my gimbal. Here's my gimbal here, right? Mm -hmm. Using the gimbal and like trying to see how all of this stuff works. But I never had a story to tell while using all of this stuff. So when I got to Philly. And now I'm using it. I'm like, wait, what am I doing? I'm just practicing. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. So there, it wasn't, it wasn't completely the things that I expected it to be. And then I ran into an issue with rain and this camera is not waterproof, you know? So I ran into those issues that I was never prepared for. And it really kind of like messed up my flow. And then I'm like, ah, this can't work. It, in order for this to work, I have to go back to Philly and get what I need to make that work, which prolongs the entire Philly trip delivery experience, you know? So, yeah. so that's, you learn some things when you start traveling and becoming some, either a photographer or a videographer, you start learning some things. And I just had my first learning, my first experience of learning something new. You well, that, that's what, and that's why I asked because I was like, at least you learned. Like the next city you yeah. go to, you know, right? Yeah, I have a better understanding <laughs> of how to be better prepared for whatever I encounter in that new city. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm always about the grassroots way of learning. I love that because I honestly think that that's how you really get good at something, too. Yeah. Having somebody teach you something or watching some videos is great, but doing it and going, oh my gosh, why did I do this? What's yeah. this? Wait, what's up? Why I mean, do you do this? That's also you develop your own style of doing it too, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but but coming back to the to the gig space, I did take a brief hiatus. Um, and I kind of briefly shared what my mind was, where my mind was at the time, where I shared it on my community tab where I felt like it was a retirement. I felt like and and to briefly explain my thought process. I felt like, okay, I've been in this for six years. I've helped thousands of drivers. I've, 
I've done my I've done everything that I can do. Everyone's an expert now. I don't need to help anyone. I'm just here just hanging with everyone, you know, and I'm like, maybe it's my time to get up out of here because there are not there are now so many more channels that's giving tips and tricks and keeping people up updated with new policies or whatnot with these platforms. I'm like, all oh, right, you know, cool. I, I was part of the, the the first few that got started on the YouTube gig tube space. And I'm like, okay, now there's everybody. I'm I'm like a proud, uh not not necessarily a proud father, but almost like a proud father. Like, yeah, they once said that this wouldn't be an, an industry on YouTube that could exist and you can make money because you get monetized. But look at all these channels now. Uh, uh, stick it where the sun don't shine and the grass don't grow. Person that didn't believe in what I was trying to do at the beginning. You know, look at this. And now, you know what? Let me just exit because there's so many others that were just like me. They got started and look at where they are now. So I was uh, I was having a proud moment. And I felt like it was time for me to go. And <clears throat> during that process, I was like, oh, man, you know, kind of miss it a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. let me let me dibble and dabble. Let me go in the comment section. Let me see what you got going over here, going over there. And then I finally decided to do a live stream, just one live stream a week. Look how I came, look how I came back. One live yeah. stream a week for a yeah. few weeks. The next thing you know, man, I'm bringing back everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember when you were done too, because it was yeah. on a live stream with me. Because we were talking about should you fill cups. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's so, when you said it. You're like, I guess I decided to do it tonight. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I really did. I really, and I still feel that way. As far as like, I'm not the tips and tricks. I'm not here for tips and tricks. I'm just no. here for my experience and sharing my experience versus before trying to teach. Even if in the process, there's something new, there's something I came across, there's some new knowledge. Let me share this with you. But from my perspective now, I'm just showing my experience more versus than trying to teach everyone about the experience, you know? Yeah. Um, so so that's what it is more for me now. I'm one of the guys, uh, right? One of the brothers, right? And we're just hanging and we're dashing and we're Uber Eatsing and Grubhubbing. <laughs> and that's what I that's what it is for me now. Oh, you cowbell too? Yeah. How <laughs> cowbell all the most annoying, all the most annoying notification sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I don't know for y'all, but a DoorDash notification sign in a restaurant is the most annoying to me right now because it never stops. I don't know if y'all <laughs> noticed that. It never stops. It keeps going until someone comes from the back and turn it off. <laughs> oh, from the restaurant side. Oh. Yes. <laughs> That's like the most annoying so sound to me right now. I'm like, geez. Mm -mm. So, yeah, yeah I'm back. hearing it in your sleep. <laughs> Yeah, you're that back, is, but you're back with a bigger project, too. Yeah, I am back with a bigger project, but I'm also trying to get more people involved, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of people that have a voice and they don't get a chance to to share. Right. It, it, it could possibly be because like, you know, they're on one side of the fence and the person or the content creator that has a platform is on the other side. What I mean is like this person might 
want to fight everybody. Right. And this person might not want to fight everybody. And they're like, I'm not bringing that to my platform. Yeah. Right now, I'm in a space where I'm I'm like, everyone deserves a voice. Right. Everyone has something to say. So as long as you could keep it cordial, I'm like, let's talk about it. Don't fight me. I'm yeah. a driver just like you. But hey, yeah. don't Opin- you know? opinions are welcome. Yeah. Harassment is not. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. Know, that's how I feel, too. You know, I try and that that's. That, I think that people feel better coming to channels where that's the case. Yeah. And the people who don't, I don't really care if they're around or not anyway. <laughs> so I guess, you know, one, one more thing to add. If you notice my, my experiment, the road to 100% experiment as a platinum dash, a platinum dash is not everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm also showing everyone the experience. If someone had told you, the orders or the offers get better when you get to 100%. Let me show you. I'm going to accept everything and let me show you. It's a it's an everybody experiment, but I'm the sacrifice, right? I'm <laughs> going to do all of it. But look at what I'm what what they're offering me, guys. Oh my yeah. gosh. Is it great? Is it not? What's the better decision for me to do that you're watching? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's just a collective uh uh, I, I can't find the word right now, but everyone is just seeing the experience of the experiment unfolding in front of their, their face on the screen. Instead of them doing it for themselves, watch UDM do it. Don't do this. He's going to tell you, don't do this, but watch the experience and see what, make a decision moving forward after that. I, f- I feel like, I know it's not, but I feel like it's like those old books when like you're, uh, when you're really young, like, where you get the decisions. <laughs> do you want to fight the dragon or do you want to run down the tunnel? Choose your own adventure. <laughs> like, and you yeah. choose your adventure and you're like, go to 89 if you want to run down the tunnel. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. And it's if they don't have to do it, you have to do it. <laughs> so like you're there like kind of live book and testing center. But I, I appreciate that. I mean, I like the content creators do that kind of thing because that should that is a big thing people do do want to see well i have been interested in that and i'm not sure i want to do it so i'm going to watch how how it works out for them yeah and in all these years i never thought of that like in the beginning i would say in the beginning of my channel i didn't think it was important for doing a ride-along right until i saw other people doing ride-alongs and people were requesting ride-alongs i'm like you want me to do a ride along? You want to watch me work? And then someone <laughs> helped me understand like, yeah, yeah, we like watching people work, right? Then they use they use um they use like the deadliest catch, they use dirty jobs as an example, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I did like watching the guy stick his hand in poop and stuff like that." <laughs> you know? I mean, like, there's there's yeah. there's a uh, parking shows, meter maids. Yeah. There's there's like dog catchers. There's <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay, it it went from that to this, right? Ride alongs. And now I'm like, let me show the entire experience. What's the experience? From Adam, I'm not teaching you anything. I'm not telling you what to do with your account and your market, but I'm showing you the experience, then you make a decision. This way. I'm just working, showing my experience. I'm not telling you what to do, but you're watching to see if it's something you would want to do or not. And I'm like, yo, this is brilliant to yeah. me. I'm yeah. like, why didn't I think of this before? 
you know? <laughs> and it, it's just one of those situations where I don't, I, I, I looked around, I didn't see anyone really doing what I'm doing right now. And I'm like, maybe some more content creators would consider doing it. Maybe if it would be for something else. I did see people doing the accepting everything challenge, right? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't really about an experience for a new program. It was just accepting everything to see if it would be worth it in the end, which was cool, right? Um, and I just feel like doing an accept everything challenge for me right now would not fly because it's just like, oh, we know it's not a good idea, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but no, but now you're testing that, other things, and I think that's awesome. I mean, yeah. maybe that's part of why you're excited about being back too and making content again is because it's not feeling like the other content you've made. It's different. Well, to be honest with you, I just changed my whole perspective as far as like a content creator. Like I said in a video, I put my business hat on. Now I have a business and I'm the business owns the channel and all my other channels. Okay. So it's like before it was just me just trying to give information to people that I felt needed that information, right. That were just like me and just hanging out with me. Hey, what, how bad was the offer for you today? And then I'm telling my version of it at quote unquote, Brad of the day. Right. Or, like telling a bad experience. My brat of the day was when I basically ruined my shocks on my Honda Civic by taking a $3,000 DoorDash order. Right. And that video is still out there and it tore up my shocks, man. <laughs> you know? So the whole thing is, it's, it's just more of now just enjoying the experience while I'm out there and, with my business hat on, just doing what the audience would like me to do. I'm not going to do a 24-hour challenge, but I may do some things just to keep the audience entertained. And when you see the post on the community tab, I had a $3,000 catering order. I asked them how much should would they accept it if it paid this. I already knew that I had accepted it, but I'm like, would you like to see it? Sure. Okay. I do a ride along to show y'all the experience. Mm -hmm. I'm not prioritizing the ride along as my main source, right? That's the main type of content I'm pushing out. I'm asking first, what would you like to see? And then based on your answer, majority rules or not. Okay. Let me, let me make this video. Let me prepare it. Let me tell this story, you know? And that was, uh, the road to 100% acceptance rate on DoorDash was part of that preparation, that story, something to look forward to every day. And then I asked today, would you like for me to do this on Uber Eats as well? Some people are saying, no, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Uber is going to ruin your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> and then hearing, now you invited me to this, this podcast episode and you're telling me, Dara saying that the company sucks and treat their drivers like crap. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> that's probably yeah. going to be the, the retitle of this video, by the way, guys, because <laughs> I mean, it's it will seem like clickbait, but it's not. It's real. <laughs> yeah, and, and I actually want to respond to uh, even Oscar. Borges Fasano. I hope I said your name right. Um, 
uh, UDM, you pretty much did the accept every order when you did the 100%. Yes, but it was because of my difference with the platinum status versus just a top dasher accepting everything, right? There are more people that are interested in the platinum status because it's only in what? I think like seven markets and Miami is one of them. I think it's seven markets, but imagine seeing that beforehand. So, yes, it is a 100% accept every order challenge, but it's just a new way of looking at it because you don't have the Platinum Dasher and seeing what the Platinum Dasher experience is like. Yeah, because then that way when it gets to your market, you'll have some... You have something. You'll be able to go, hey, I remember, okay, I remember yeah. what the what this was all about. Yeah. Um. But so we know what UDM's up to. John, what are you up to before we get out of here tonight? Uh, I got some more Spark content coming up along the way. Uh, got a probably a handful of Spark videos I've been working on. And uh, so, uh, yeah, expect that coming out probably next week. Nice. And Kim, what do you got going? Kim, is, tu- uh, is I'm going to put you on the spot. Is Tuesday still on? Uh, it is. I life has just gotten in the way. Um, my daughter, I know, I know. we, um, she signed up for soccer for the very first time. Um, I know, and she's sick. So and she's soccer, a first grader. Yeah, oh, soccer yeah. is huge in my town. They actually is late. They actually start soccer at eighteen months. That's how big soccer is in my town. Oh, wow. But anyway, <laughs> so she's in soccer. But soccer is now on Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights, and it's like literally a whole juggling act on everything else that's going on. So I, it's not dead. It's not, you know, but you know, at some point it will come back. It's just right now. I always say family first. I always put my daughter and my husband first and then everything else comes um, next. So right now she's the priority and, you know, loving the first grade. So that's where we're at with Tuesday nights, but I promise it, at some point it will, I'll make a comeback. It's just right now. It's just, soccer comes first of course but i'm excited course. for her you guys do if you don't have kids kids they're not always just fun it's a lot of work too i mean they're a lot of fun but they're a lot of work too yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know Kim, it's funny yeah go ahead just really quick um if she pursues soccer right and she's interested in in taking it to the next level right it would be I, I want to let you know beforehand that since my daughter is at the college level now, she played, I don't know, I don't think she, no, she wasn't as young as your daughter, but if she's taking it serious and she's looking for anyone to have a conversation with to see what, you know, how to do, what to do to take it to the next level, right? My daughter could easily like tell her what some things she's learned along the way if you, if you're, That's if awesome. you wish to have that done. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate Just give me that. a call. And like I said, we're, we're like literally at like the beginning fundamental stages of how to kick the ball. <laughs> so yeah. We're we're, but at least, yeah, but at least there's a line. She ends you up never a natural. No, and I, I totally yeah. appreciate that because I know yeah. what soccer can do for a lot of kids, um, yeah. which is why I got her involved. But, you know, I mean, parenting, I'm, I'm talking about parenting, but my our goal is to get her involved in a sport and also in art of some sort 
sports. So she's, you know, has the well-rounded because my husband's the sports person and I'm the arts person and we feel like mm. they're both equally important. So, you know, yeah. that's the direction we're going. But anyway, mom life 101. But anyway, that's Tuesday nights. But I have a video coming out hopefully i'll have it done by tomorrow um knock on wood so a video could be coming out tomorrow um and then we kind of circle back around to this next week um big guest on money hungry on wednesday so you're not going to want to miss is it wednesday. a secret can you tell us Dara. no it's a secret <laughs> no i wish it was Dara. can you imagine <laughs> I don't think yeah. Harry hey, would entrust this, this us with called, that. <laughs> this show called Money Hungry, you know, and he's saying that, hey, the money is low on Uber, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're going to change it to yeah. money starving. Right. Um, but yeah, so that is that is um, Wednesday. So you definitely want to tune in for Wednesday's show at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. No, 8 p.m it's time set like 8 p.m 5 p.m Pacific. is that what it is um so that's wednesday thursday i'm back here with you guys and you know i'll probably drop videos here or there throughout the entire week you know i i'm just busy 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 being mom i have my other two channels so trying to grow those as well so that's where we're at like like tony says breaking news kim now has a soccer mom van you know, <laughs> it's so funny because when we first had my daughter, I told my husband, I'm like, I'm not going to be a soccer mom. Like, I don't look like a soccer mom. I don't want to be a soccer mom. And here I am. I'm, I'm going to be a, a soccer, soccer mom. mom. So here we go. <laughs> hey, welcome I, to I, the club, Kim. <laughs> I, I got to add this because John was talking about Spark. I got the permission because I, I hadn't had the permission yet to say it, but I do have the permit. I can't talk about it till next week, but um, you guys who are on para or who know about para pass now. Um, yes, it is currently only going with um, um, what was the one I signed up for that I never do. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, there is a feature coming in two weeks for spark. Which is on para. I can't talk any more about it, but it's pretty awesome. You guys are gonna love it. Ooh, if you're spark, if you're spark people, you're gonna love it. Right. Oh, I'm intrigued. And if you're and if you're on the wait list, like I'm on the wait list for Spark. Say, oh, it was GoPuff. So I'm a, I was on the wait list for GoPuff. I signed up for Parapass, and Parapass skips the wait list line. You are onboarded the next day. Oh, just real quick, Zach said it's not a secret. I can say who it is. So I'm getting permission for real quick for Tuesday. I mean, for Wednesday, we're having your driver mic on Wednesday night. Mm. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, actually, he's always kind of been like this little island that I don't, I didn't ever know other people approached him or talked to him. Or <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, he's just makes his videos. He does his thing and kind of always, he always seemed like the guy that stayed away from drama. And, yeah, uh, I'm excited. Kind of I'm excited to didn't. pick his brain. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys, thank you for joining us. UDM, thank you for joining us. I know it was last when I texted him. He's like, "Really?" He's like, "You know, can you make it more last minute?" <laughs> but you see, that's 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 the benefit of having me having a direct contact, right? Yeah. Like, as soon as I saw Steve sent me a message. I'm like, oh, okay, let's see what's going on. I open it up. Hey, can you join the live? Oh, what, what time is it? Nine. Like, oh, 
I, I don't know. Can I be late? <laughs> That's my first question. Can I be late? You know. And my and my response, of course. <laughs> We're always late around here. <laughs> but he wasn't uh, late, so yeah, I was already. But thank you all for joining us. And uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, tomorrow night, um, Tom and I from um uh driver nation we're doing one last episode like we did the last episode three months ago after two years of doing the show and we're calling it one more last episode so what because do you mean that last, last episode? episode well because we closed the showdown two and a half months ago driver nation the mm-hmm. friday show yeah, yeah, yeah and we had we had done it for two years and we did a last episode and it just didn't feel right it felt like really like a bummer and now we're coming back tomorrow to do one last episode that's going to be just fun. And uh, yeah. Until you, until you come back like me. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Okay. All, right. Yeah. All right. I mean, he's doing a different thing now. He kind of killed the radio station. Now he's got, he's managing like 60 podcasts. Wow. So wow. it's called Trucker Pod. His website is Trucker Podcast, uh, Truckers, TruckerPodcast.com. How do and they're sixty podcasts, and they're all trucker related. They're all trucking industry related. So, and that's kind of what the radio station was too. So it's a lot less overhead for him. It's a lot less stress, and uh, he's got all the people who are doing the podcasts are kind of managing their own, then giving them to him to upload and all this stuff. So it'll be interesting. But so all of you fans of Driver Nation, we're doing one final one tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern. I don't know how long it'll go. Probably the normal two hours that we always went. Um, But other than that, we'll see you back here next week, if not before. And uh, you guys be safe, earn smart and uh, and be nice to each other. Be be kind to each other. (laughs) You know, like Kim says, it's free. It's free. free. (laughs) Good night, everybody.